Banks and credit unions have invested heavily to enhance experience to try to keep pace with fintechs and other competitors. Less spending has been focused on the middle and back office operations. Our podcast guest today is Tammy Shapiro, Global Head of Product for Financial Services at ServiceNow. She'll make the economic case and the efficiency case for implementing an end-to-end digital solution. Actionable insights can help power smart decisions. Each week, the BAI Banking Strategies podcast focuses on important issues facing financial services leaders, as well as the emerging trends that are rapidly reshaping the financial industry. I'm Terry Badger, your host and the managing editor at BAI. Pull up a chair and join us. Growing competition has focused financial service providers on creating a better digital experience for customers. But behind those slick apps and easy-to-use tools, at many banks, there's an outmatched support infrastructure struggling to keep up. So what's to be done to modernize middle and back office operations? Our guest today has some ideas on that. With this is Tammy Shapiro, Global Head of Product for Financial Services at ServiceNow. Tammy, thanks for joining us on the BAI Banking Strategies podcast. Thanks, Terry. Great to be here today. Tammy, ServiceNow has been around since the early 2000s, and it's built itself big enough now to be part of the S&P 500. But your specific focus on banking solutions is a relatively new thing for the company. So can you give us a brief overview of the opportunity that ServiceNow sees in the banking space? As you mentioned, ServiceNow has been around for many years. And in fact, we've been working with financial institutions throughout our journey. The reason we decided to, over the past year really, to focus more on building solutions that were specifically targeted for the banking industry is that we started to see some common themes and needs across the market in the banking space. One of the big areas where we started to see a need for more investment and more solutions is in middle and back office operations. We know that banks over the past many years have invested significantly in digital channels and those customer-facing experiences, but that same level of investment hasn't happened in the middle and back office. And so as we explored more deeply, we saw that there were common pain points there. And our strategy has really been to build those purpose-built solutions to solve for those needs. If we deliver these purpose-built solutions is they can leverage our foundational capabilities and building blocks and then build on top of that to solve their specific business processes. You can see opportunities for this in payments, cards, really any line of business within a financial institution. This workflow disconnect between the customer-facing part of the bank and the middle and back offices, how did it get like this? And what does it mean for customers in terms of the service that they get? Financial institutions have made those investments in the customer-facing digital channels, and they've really done that to keep up with customer expectations. One of the competitive threats financial institutions have seen over the years is emerging fintechs, and those fintechs have placed more of an urgency to really invest in those digital channels. And that's created better experiences. It's created banks have invested in omni-channel experiences. They've added new features. But all of that, again, has really been focused on that consumer-facing layer. And the same level of investment hasn't happened in the middle and back office and more the operational layer. What this ends up meaning is that as long as everything's working well in a channel, then everything is good. But then as soon as there's an issue and a customer needs something fast, how it gets resolved can break down. 
If I give you one specific example, if we take payments, over the years, financial institutions have added a breadth of new payment capabilities. We've seen a lot of momentum in real-time payments. With that comes different payment rails, different systems, some things that financial institutions build in-house, other things that they rely on other financial services players and fintech players to provide. And what that means now is you have all of these disconnected systems behind the scenes and people need to work across all these systems to solve issues, which creates a lot of inefficiency. So customers interact with their bank in a variety of ways. Can you give us an example of a specific common interaction, and maybe payments is the one that you want to go with, that you could maybe walk us through how it works now and how better integrating the middle and back office could make it work even better? Take an issue, like you mentioned, with a payment. So if you're filing a dispute or as a customer, you sent a payment and you want to report a missing payment, say the beneficiary hasn't received it. If you go onto a digital channel today, it's it's probably pretty easy when you're interacting with your financial institution to find that transaction within online banking or your mobile app and, and select that transaction and start that process of initiating the dispute or filing a claim. But then when you think about what happens behind the scenes, there's a lot of steps that need to take place. Depending on what the issue is, there might be a fraud investigation. There might be the need to research the transaction, which could be across one or multiple systems. The financial institution may need to contact third parties. All of that tracking and all of that work that's happening to resolve this, again, is happening many times across different systems, which means manual steps, which means delays in terms of processing the issue. When you have more of a connected system and you have digital workflows and everything's working together, right? you can have this single system of action that everybody is working off of. And what that means is that things can be processed in a more streamlined way across teams. And if you think about it, instead of having you know sequential stuff, research this and then do this, a lot of these things can now start to happen simultaneously. You also end up with, if you have repeating tasks, you can start to build automation into those. And you can also imagine with a single system, everybody has real-time visibility. So I mentioned that a customer goes in and files that dispute, but say a few days later, they want to go back and find out what is the status of my dispute. It's unlikely that they're going to get real-time information in terms of the status, or it might be more of a generic message around what stage the dispute is in. They might end up calling the call center. The call center might not have real-time information. All of that in today's environment can be disconnected if you're not working on a single system. But if you bring all that together, then you can expose the relevant information to all parties in real time. For financial institutions, you just described sort of the operational upside to bridging this gap. But what are the business benefits available to those banks that are responsive in answering these issues? The business benefit is really around finding benefit in the bank's bottom line. So there was actually some research that McKinsey published, I believe it was earlier this year, around how digital collaboration can help a bank improve their economics and also enhance the customer satisfaction in the customer experience. What they found is by successfully implementing new technologies that enable that digital collaboration and by using those technologies, a financial institution can actually improve their profit by approximately 40%. And that's tied to the digital collaboration. It's tied to the automation. It's tied to things like avoiding potential regulatory fines because you're not in compliance and you don't have a central way to monitor whatever regulatory requirements are in place. And all that, what that can translate to is really higher revenue and lower costs for a financial institution. So the benefits are tangible on the revenue side, as well as the bottom line. 
So with billions of top-line dollars potentially in play, why aren't financial institutions getting it more into gear to quickly claim these rewards? A lot of the investments that banks have prioritized to date have really been on those consumer-facing channels. And because that's been the priority, some of this digital transformation that we're talking around, around more of the operational functions, has really been left behind. So I think that's one thing. I think a second element to this, traditional financial institutions have a high dependency on a lot of legacy systems, right? And they've built their foundation on these legacy systems. And it's hard to change. I think it's important for a financial institution as they're thinking about implementing new technologies to really come up with a strategy that doesn't require replacing these legacy systems. It's important to find technologies that can work with these legacy systems and really focus on replacing more of the, some legacy systems, but more the the manual tools and systems that create a lot of the manual work and get in the way of automation. But again, all of that working well with core banking systems and all of the investments that banks have made over the years in their core technology. On the flip side, let's just say for whatever reason, the potential rewards aren't enticing enough. Is there a risk exposure that banks and credit unions might have in maintaining the status quo, be it operational risk, fraud risk, appliance issues, anything along those lines? Yeah, I think all of these risks are accurate to some extent. We've seen this with a series of significant regulatory fines that banks have incurred um, recently and over the years. When you think about something like risk or compliance, being able to really react quickly to new threats or to new regulations that might come into play, it's important to be agile and to be able to respond to that quickly. And if you can't do that, then there is a real cost and there is a real exposure if you're not able to do that. You also mentioned operational risk. And I think Current times are a great example of that. If you look at what happened with COVID-19, we saw a surge in demand from customers, whether it's filing disputes or looking for leniency on payment terms tied to a loan or anything else, right? Banks were in a position where they quickly had a scale to meet the needs of their customers. At the same time, many of their workers were displaced. They were working from new environments and using new tools. And so really a lot of banks were faced with a situation where they weren't able to scale effectively because they were so dependent on manual tools and processes. And I believe one of the ways to really solve for that is if you have a more connected system and you have digital collaboration and automation, then in situations like that, technology can really step in to help solve the problem. So if banking is behind the curve on this and they want to get moving forward, where can the industry look for inspiration? What industry or industries are doing it right in unifying their customer-facing side and their behind-the-scenes operation? I would say that any company that was founded on the digital economy really has a leg up here. You can look at tech giants. You can look at companies that have emerged over the past several years in the shared economy space. And I actually think the most direct and relevant comparison is really looking at fintechs. And you can look at challenger banks. You can look at alternative lending platforms, a lot of different financial technology providers out there. What they've done is a couple of things. One is they provide a very compelling customer experience. But on the back end, they're also not constrained by the same legacy system. So they have the ability to really innovate fast and they can integrate new technologies, they can build new technologies, they can add new services. If you think about some common processes in banking, right, such as onboarding a new customer or making a decision around lending, some of those things can take seconds or minutes. In a traditional financial institution, those can take potentially 
days and even weeks if you look at the commercial banking side. And I think that's really what financial institutions need to think about. How do we better compete? And I think, again, a lot of the effort has been placed on those consumer facing channels. And now is really the time to think about how to make those investments in digital transformation in the operational area. Tammy, we've been focused on the customer in our conversation so far, but let's look at employees for a minute. These efficiency gaps that you've been talking about, they have to put a burden on frontline workers, certainly, and maybe others as well. Yes, absolutely. I see the impact on employee satisfaction in a couple of ways. In general, we've talked about how these better experiences can drive more satisfaction to customers. But if you extend that, right, if a customer is happier, then ultimately, inherently, that drives employee satisfaction. Most people prefer to deal with a happy customer than an unhappy customer. So I think that's one way that drives more employee satisfaction. But I also think that if we think about what we're talking about in terms of leveraging automation and having more connected experiences and removing the need to do manual tasks and errors that can be associated with manual tasks, it can make work significantly less monotonous and more rewarding. People can now focus on more value-add activities. So as a bank employee, you're able to work with your customers to solve for their financial needs and meet their requests. If you're working more in a middle or back office function, you can really work on solving problems and solving more problems versus managing problems and spending time tracking problems. And I think all of those things really contribute strongly to driving more employee satisfaction. Of course, it's no secret that since the pandemic began, digital banking has seen a big upswing. Has the presence of COVID-19 added to this end-to-end problem or somehow raised the stakes in getting it resolved? Honestly, I think it's a a bit of both. With COVID-19, like we've talked about, financial institutions saw this surge in volume in their call centers, in their digital channels that they just weren't prepared to address. You tie that with employees getting acclimated to new work environments and new tools. And there were a lot of things that were really adding to the problem that we're talking about now. We actually had one customer who suddenly, because of COVID-19, had to suspend their operations offshore and bring them onshore due to security concerns to payment operations. And so you can imagine the significant change that had to happen in a very fast turnaround time. So in a lot of ways, yes, COVID has added to the problem. It's also raised the stakes. I've read some studies recently that approximately 60% of people have changed the way they bank since COVID-19 started. And I've seen some reports from financial institutions that the increase in use of their digital channels has been as high as approximately 50% in some cases. As this digital engagement becomes a new norm, and assuming that customers continue to interact with digital channels in the way that they have over the past several months, I think expectations will continue to go up and consumers will want more from the digital channels, but they'll also expect that better service that we've been talking about and that when they do have an issue with an engagement channel or with a service that they're using from their financial institution, that their financial institution will be able to address the problem in a more effective way. I'd imagine that no two financial institutions are in the exact same situation, but Generally speaking, is there such a thing as like a best first move that banks or credit unions can make to start addressing these issues as part of an end-to-end customer-centric strategy? The key thing to keep in mind is that no two financial institutions are going to be in the exact same situation. So financial institutions will have different strategies in terms of what solutions they're building in-house, what solutions they're working with fintech or finserve providers on. 
They'll have different engagement channels that they'll make available to their customers. And what this means is that behind the scenes in middle and back office operations, the way they're handling their business processes and the effort it takes to handle different business processes will vary. Every bank will have payments, they'll have cards, they'll have account opening, they'll have loans, they'll have retail, maybe a business side to the bank. But how all that comes together can vary significantly. So what I would say is it's really important for a financial institution to look at what their burning platform is and what criteria they think is important for them in terms of how they want to prioritize where they invest. The priority could be on retiring legacy tools, or it could be they've been hit with regulatory fines. And so they need to really focus on improving a business process associated with that, or it could be based on technology trends and investments in certain areas. It could be one of many criteria, but ultimately it really does depend on what matters most to the financial institution. And then I would say the key thing to keep in mind is that you can start small. You can identify a business process or a small set of business processes, and that's a very valid way to start the journey. But I think what's also important as you're making this decision as a financial institution is to think about or look for a solution that can scale with you. So once you implement something and you validate that it can meet your needs for that business process, make sure that you pick a solution that can then expand from there to meet your broader needs. Start where you have the most need and stay mindful as you go that the right solution will in the end tie everything together end to end. So Tammy Shapiro, Global Head of Product for Financial Services at ServiceNow, thanks again for making the time to be with us. Thank you, Terry. It's great to be here. A few takeaways from our conversation with ServiceNow's Tammy Shapiro. To start, she says traditional financial services organizations have concentrated their digital investments on their customer-facing channels. This makes sense as a response to greater competition from emerging fintechs and digital only, as well as non-bank lenders. But the middle office and back office haven't gotten the same attention and investment so behind the scenes, there can be a tangle of disjointed systems that lead to inefficiencies. There can be a profitability aspect to these middle and back office inefficiencies. Tammy Shapiro cites a recent McKinsey study showing that end-to-end -end digital collaboration with greater automation of routine functions can significantly benefit the bottom line of banks and credit unions. She says automation also stands to reduce regulatory and compliance risk by having in place a centralized monitoring system spanning the enterprise. And finally, because no two financial services providers are in the exact same situation, there is no one-size-fits-all starting point for an end-to-end -end modernization. Temi's advice is that institutions prioritize based on their most pressing issues, their most painful pain points. She says banks can start small by upgrading a specific process, but they should be thinking ahead to make sure that what they're doing is scalable to meet the enterprise's broader needs. Thanks for listening to the BAI Banking Strategies Podcast. I'm Terry Badger, Managing Editor at BAI. Please join us again for our next conversation on an issue that's important for the financial services industry.